Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another spoiler review of my my latest book, the last of my special editions, uh, Cal Jericho, Sinner's Bounty by Josh Reynolds. Now, I'm not going to bemoan the point, as I've mentioned it several times before, especially with Man Flare, which was the last book that he released. This was the book that came out just before that. Uh, so this is the second to last book that Josh Reynolds did. I know there's a bunch of AOS stuff. I'm not bothering with it. As much as I like Josh Reynolds, I don't care about AOS. So this is uh, covering uh, Cal Jericho. Now, it is not like a reboot or anything. There was a series of Cal Jericho novels released uh, in the early sort of phase of Black Library, kind of, around the sort of 2010 era, uh, I think before then, maybe about 2008 and so on, and going forward for a few years. But... Basically, this is a continuation of that. So he's basically just picked up the story from that. So Cal is married to Yolanda, who is uh, Escher. And uh, there's a whole thing there uh, with shotgun wedding and everything. And basically now they're sort of uh, partners in crime. Although they're married, they're not actually, you know, in a relationship. I don't know. That's why I don't want to get too deeply involved in this because there's too much to explain. Fundamentally, what is this book? Well... You, you, we join Cal Jericho and Yolanda and Scabs on a on a kind of Western adventure. It's it's kind of a, a magnificent seven in uh, 40k in Necromunda in the Underhive, where and we, with a few other elements involved. But it's definitely drawing on that Western uh, that Western sort of feel of you know a band of outlaws, bounty hunters going around, and you're meeting all these characters and having these these. And, and because it's 40k, because it's Necromunda, you're having these... Every every engagement is over-the-top and ridiculous. You know, they jump on a barge to go down the river to get to the next settlement, it's an, and it's attacked by a, a giant squid monster. You know, it's good stuff. It's just fun. And this is why I wanted to recommend it. If you're after a good time, and if you're a fan of Josh Reynolds' other work, you're in for a quality time of just fun. And, you know, little quips, genuinely hilarious moments. I mean, one thing that stands out, I mean, there's, there's too many. There's too many just, I mean, Carl Jericho's an arsehole, you know. <laughs> you know, people going about, you know, about um, Cyphus Kane or Cyphus Kane, however you say, I forget. Uh, Cal is, is an even bigger, you know, arrogant knobhead. It's fantastic. I love it. And, uh, like, for instance, he goes up against, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. There's just too many. Like he shoves a grenade down this Scaly's this, this Scaly's neck, and it blows up inside of it. And he's one of the main characters, obviously, on that. One of the main sort of enemy enemy uh, characters. Uh, oh God, it, I, I can't even think. There's just too many. It's just like little jokes going around, and, and you know, I've always said Josh Reynolds. Uh, some of authors may be better at presenting uh, an idea, a cool idea. You're like, wow, that's deep, man. Some people might be better at presenting an enormous battlefield. Um, but, I don't, you know, no one's better than Josh at the comedy aspect of 40K. You know, not over the top, not too subtle. It's it's just right. It's just perfect. He gets it perfectly. And uh, at least for my sense of uh, my sense of humour, anyway. Not that he can't do the battles and the, the big, deep ideas. He can, but um, he's definitely... He's definitely the best at doing comedy, if you follow me. And this is the perfect setting to enable him to do that. And it's just sad that we're only going to get this one. It's really sad. But it's it's still worth picking up. It's still reading. And I assume it will be canon going forward if you're interested in the Cal Jericho saga, which they will blatantly carry on because he's such a, a well-known character within 
sort of 40k within Necromunda especially but within the sort of 40k universe of, of well known characters he's definitely someone they will carry on using this character is not going to disappear and yeah it's 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 really fun <laughs> it's really fun and I definitely recommend it so what do we have happening well for one reason or another uh, <laughs> there's a redemptionist uh, cardinal not cardinal leader basically called uh, Desolation Zoon who is a uh, pistol-toting <laughs> redemptionist crusader, you know, who's been spent his entire life bringing the fire of the Emperor's light and glory to the heathens of the Underhive. Uh, ratskins, muties, uh, just people who aren't quite devout enough have been, have been punished and shown the error of their ways by this guy. Anyway, the last of his band have done a giant, uh, a giant bank robbery, I suppose you would say, but because it's the Underhive, it's not just about credits for wealth, it's about weaponry and equipment. So he's raided this store, uh, held by a Goliath gang, I believe? Yeah. And in this in this, in this this ore hauler that he's tricked out with machine guns and stuff. So he goes and raids this bank, steals all this stuff. Unfortunately for him, uh, it, the, one of the things in this storehouse, this bank vault, is a uh, particularly important item that someone higher up the chain of the hive was expecting to get delivered. So he takes all of it and goes back to this uh, place called Perdition, or heads to it. And a lot of the original, the start of the story is us following this this ore hauler as it's gradually ambushed by people attempting to um, stop them getting away with their loot uh, through the hives and through the underhive. And as he as he progresses to this outpost of the corridor, all the faithful, however you want to look at it, but basically um, an old habitation dome and uh, that, that, that they've been attempting to uh, retake for the faith you know uh, rebuild building a city there and it was originally controlled by the ratskins and uh, they've been pushed out uh, and broken uh, through internal divisions as well but also the muties have been gathering together as an army and uh, with the support of a particular group of shady individuals with a purple hue to their skin they like to wear robes and uh, some of them have additional limbs so yes 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 there's a nice bit of gene stealer cult action with the gene stealers stirring up the muti population to uh, launch a war as is their way to weaken the the dominant human society around them you understand this and for those who don't know uh, on necromunda there was a hive does, uh, Necromunda the game is primarily is pretty much primarily set in uh, Hive Primus uh, there was a Hive Secondus there's a bunch of periphery hives around that do different things but uh, the main hive the seat of government is Hive Primus which is the largest hive on the planet of Necromunda there was a second hive that was its competitor but that was overtaken by Gene Steeler Cult but because um, uh, if the general imperial authorities knew that they'd probably just exterminate the majority of the planet out of hand uh, <laughs> because of uh, Necromunda's industrial capacity and whatnot. And the possibility it would spread this gene stealer thing everywhere. And it probably has, who knows. But the, the answer the Necromundan authorities, the, the elites of Necromunda, the rulers of Necromunda came up with, was uh, surround the place uh, with the, the military uh, permanently and uh, topple the hive, blow it up, kill them about everybody in it because it's a gene stealer infestation. And that's what they did. And that's what they've been doing to this day. There's uh, conscripts and PDF troops permanently garrisoned to 
And it's like, if you're in the PDF, I think that's a fairly decent gig, to be fair, compared to what you could be doing. But they're in the uh, the ash wastes uh, surrounding the ruins of Hive Prime of Hive Secondus, which has a gene stealer infestation. And occasionally, the gene stealers manage to get out, and uh, they attempt to continue their work of corrupting human society. And that means them going to pri- Hive Primus and dabbling in the underhive politics of things. And in this, they've done that by supporting uh, a Queen Wart. I think her name's Queen Wart. Anyway, she's a queen of, a mu- of the muties, and they've supported her by giving her weapons and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, she's now leading a massive army, and her first major engagement, or, or she's involved in a major engagement of leading the muties in a, in a war to destroy the corridor outpost of perdition, which is a big ask for muties, because muties are pretty useless uh, because of all the inbreeding and uh, the fact that they're muties, you know, <laughs> like they're genetic mutants. And there's so many awesome little moments where the muties are discussing this. Like, for instance, she's her cousin is a scaly, and we get a lot of stuff about scalies and how they're born in like these these pits that they live in. But she's their cousin uh, because of the the twisted um, and occasionally single single line nature of of, of muty family trees. You know, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. So yeah, we get all this stuff. Anyway, Cal Jericho and his little gang of friends they um, <clears throat> decide to chase after Desolation Zoom because the bounty on him is so great. I, as well, and this is where the Magnificent Seven sort of arc comes from, we have a guy called Bertram, <coughs> who is a adjurator, uh, basically um, a more official bounty hunter, basically. Uh, and he is an enemy of Cal Jericho uh, for reasons that are in the other novels, basically. They've, they've got a conflict with each other. We also have Belladonna show up. We also have, basically, a lot of the characters that we're well aware of. Uh, Grendel Grendelson, the uh, the squat who has appeared, and there is some interesting thing on the squats which I'll get into in a minute. But um, he's he joins this party to hunt down uh, Desolation Zoon. So you've got these little groups of people who are separate, but all heading towards the same objective. And uh, Cal Jericho runs into another group of people. Like I say, Cal Jericho is an arsehole, and most people hate him, or at least have a weary respect for him. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of like running into other bands of bounty hunters and having fights with them and like nice sarky conversations and stuff but we also have Gore Harthorn now Josh Reynolds did a, an audio on Gore Harthorn it was quite good it was not. It was quite fun basically just I don't know he did a good job of showing the fear that most people have for this guy uh, because he's a beastman <laughs> but apparently he's the he's a, basically a mutant son of Lord Helmer um, like Cal Jericho is uh, also, uh, you know, a bastard, uh, basically, of the Lord of ne- Necromunda. And he's got hundreds of these everywhere. Uh, but Gore Harthorn is basically, I mean, it's implied, but it's basically saying that Cal Jericho and Gore Harthorn are like half-brothers. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're both the, the bastard get. <laughs> Should we use old words? They're the bastard get of Lord uh, Halmer. And, um yeah, it, it's it's interesting their interactions and so on. But uh, Gore Harthorn is a character that's that's recent. Like when they brought out Necromunda, they brought out a bunch of these characters, and basically every named character, a lot of the named characters that appear in the new version of Necromunda, mercenaries, gunslingers, so on, uh, special characters. Basically, they all appear in this novel, which I think is, I think it shows it as a. That's kind of what the the Black Library is meant to be, you know, if you think about it. 
It's supposed to be a way of adding some depth to the character models that GW are producing. And this is definitely the, the best way of doing that. Uh, you know, I wouldn't care about the Voidborn. Whereas in this, it actually seems quite interesting. But again, a lot of these characters are um, older as well. They've been around for a long time and they've just been sort of revived, refreshed. Uh, the thing with Grendel Grendelson is... All right, so I'll do this now, otherwise I forget to say. There's an interesting, an amazingly interesting section where we have a conversation with Grendel Grendelson and basically Cal Jericho asks him for advice in defending the settlement of perdition uh, because that's basically what happened. They all, through various ways and means and various little engagements and encounters, fun stuff, you know, it's a little quest. It's like Lord of the Rings, but with machine guns and uh, giant rats and mutants. They, which I guess is... Aside from the machine guns, it's basically like Lord of the Rings. Anyway, they head down to... Yeah, they head down to Perdition to help defend it against this rising horror. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically Lord... To be fair, most science fiction, most fantasy, they're all Lord of the Rings, basically. And Lord of the Rings is basically just robbing off all Anglo-Saxon mythology. Basically. There you go. That's That's the history of all fiction for you, right there. All the way back to... Um, Gilgamesh. <laughs> Gilgamesh was the only original story. Everything else is just offshoots of that. Anyway, so uh, we have an amazing section here where he's talking to Grendelson and Cal Jericho asks him advice on how to defend the settlement. And he says, uh, you served with the Vega Rams, right? The mercenary company. Grendelson was silent for a moment. I was a banner yarl for the Rams, yes. A banner yarl is a non-commissioned officer. Bertram um, supplied. Cal shot him an annoyed glance. I know that. My apologies. I must have misread the polaxed expression on your face. Shut up. <laughs> Cal Jericho <laughs> back at Grendelson. So you know so you know something about strategy and tactics and sieges and such. Grendelson stared at Cal for a moment and then sighed. We need a map and someplace quiet. He looked around in obvious annoyance, preferably away from all these yattering loons. As you can see, just in that small section, the amount of... Um, uh, it's a very comedic piece. It's very funny. It's very... You know, the characters are snappy with each other, which I do like, because it's, it's all in universe as well. And, like, none of them are breaking character. There's no fourth wall breaking. They're arseholes to each other, completely in the 40k parlance and with those attitudes. It's, it's pretty good, man. I like it. Uh, but Bertram it has a big hatred for Carl Jericho. Carl Jericho, anyway. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting distracted. The important thing here is... That um, it mentions that he was part of a, a squat mercenary company called the Vega Rams, and he was a banner yarl, and the banner yarl is essentially a, a, a sergeant, a non-commissioned officer. Um, so, I mean, that's that's more information on squats than we have had in decades <laughs> in these like two or three lines. That's more information. So we've got it confirmed, and I think it's fair to say that GW are going to do some stuff with the squats. And I think we can expect uh, mercenary companies, that sort of thing. They'll be available as an auxiliary force, maybe, uh, to imperial forces. Uh, it goes on and it describes some of the equipment that um, that Grendelson has got. Um, and it, go it, it even goes into, I believe, about... There's a section, I can't find it, as I reread. I should have made notes as I was reading. But this was more of just a fun, a fun read. I wasn't really investigating it. But I think it mentions about, you know where the squats are and stuff like this. Uh, they're acting in bands and there's a few of them on Necromunda, uh, but that's because Necromunda's kind of close to them. Uh, and I would imagine that means that it's kind of close to wherever the squats are sort of operating as a people. 
uh, but they seem to be at least at least they're organised. They're traders and whatever, but they they must also be organised into mercenary companies. And who are they fighting for? Well, that's the thing. Are they mainly fighting for the Imperium? Yeah, um, they're an abhuman strain, which is common enough on Necromunda for it to go. They, you know, pretty much non-commented on that this dude isn't a uh, human. He's a he's a I don't know, what would you say, a a subspecies of humanity, an offshoot of humanity. And that's what squats are, obviously. That's what abhumans are. They're a a stable strain of humanity that's gone off, Um, you know, very much like, you know, Homo sapiens and uh, Neanderthals and, you know, the Hobbit little people that they found in Indonesia. And uh, what else you got? You know, you got the uh, the pro-magnum people in the far north. All that sort of stuff, you know, like subspecies of humanity. And... Yeah, it, I mean, it's interesting to explore that, and definitely the squats are the the strongest and most intelligent of those uh, groups. You know, the the most, um, at least in the old law, you know, they were they were a whole of a faction. But some of the equipment he's got is is very similar to like Space Marine equipment in terms of his helmet. He has you know scanning equipment and stuff like that. Like he's got the same level as like um, optical displays and so on that Space Marines have in their helmets. Now whether that's just him or not, I don't know. But um, judging on, I mean, what are squads? They're, they're space dwarves. That's why they got rid of them. But they're bringing them back now. But if they're going off anything that, that squats are supposed to be, they are very, they have their own version of human technology, but it's a lot more advanced in many ways. But then it's it's going to have that, it's going to have that balancing issue of not as advanced in other ways. You know, it's, it's going to have a balancing of, they're really good at certain types of things in comparison to the Imperium, which is better at certain other types of things. Maybe it'll be like they're super artifaced, which is kind of what the dwarf thing is. They're super artifaced. That they, you know, the quality of their goods is way superior. But um, you know, do you really need a beautiful axe when you can produce a hundred crap swords? You know what I mean? It's that whole quality versus quantity thing. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's get back to the story. So. They eventually meet Desolation Zune. They have a scrap with him. They have a fight with him. And essentially it comes down to the making an agreement with Desolation Zune because Perdition has been surrounded by this muti horde, one of the biggest muti hordes encountered in generations. Everybody's dead surprised about it. Uh, normally mutis are a threat, but more to like convoys and caravans. And in Necromunda, that means people walking through tunnels, maybe. You know, like that's what most caravans are. With a beast of burden or some servitors, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, small bands of muties. These inbred mutants. <laughs> um, but now they've gathered together in an army under this Queen Wart. And she has some interesting discussions as well with her advisors and with this gene stealer representative about, uh, about the muties and about muti society in the Underhive. And she mentions a lot of characters that if, you, if you've known Necromunda for a long time, you'll, you'll recognise a lot of the names. You know, like uh, the muti, the old muti sort of characters that were knocking around. But the stuff about the scales is really interesting. And uh, Slab Scale, the, the main uh, muti sort of leader. Uh, he's a really fun character. I liked his attitude to things. It's pretty good. Anyway, we meet some pirates. <laughs> of course. Because that's the thing, this book... It's well written. It's really good. Uh, the the action's really well paced. It's really interesting to read. There's funny, but the, it's the comedy. It's the funny moments. And even though everything's absolutely ridiculous, you take it as you like. Yeah, that makes sense. Of course, they'll have slime pirates. Why not? Um, so they 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 have this basically a giant battle. 
and it ends in Zune. And Zune's an interesting character. And I won't delve too much into this, but uh, because he's dying, he's basically wounded. And he makes an agreement with Cal that basically he can claim a bounty on him, but you've got to help me. You've got to help me defend uh, perdition. Because if you don't, you'll die anyway. So we've got to work together. But I'm dying anyway. Yeah, you can you can take my head or whatever and claim the bounty on me. And they're like, okay, sound. That sounds like a deal. So they agree in a very magnificent seven way to help the locals fight off this horde of muties. And I love the word mutie. It's amazing. And um, yeah, it basically ends in this giant confrontation with... Uh, Desolation Zune immolating himself appropriately because he's a redemptionist in a giant explosion and ripping the heart out of the uh, muty horde. But that also means they can't claim the bounty because there's nothing left of him. But Desolation Zune, that's what I was going to say. We have some nice moments of reflection for him uh, because there's a there's a Ratskin character called Amanut who is uh, basically a witch. And, uh, you know, she is a psyche, she's a witch. But she's in touch with the sort of, uh, what would you say, the, the animalistic, primal spirits because they're rat skins yeah uh they're they're a nomadic tribal people they they're in touch with the spirits of the underhive and the animals and the beasts who live there and so on and that's a whole other discussion to go into about what is the warp and how warp power works that sort of thing i don't know she basically is a witch <laughs> and uh, her and scabs she lost control of her tribe because of treachery and uh, she managed to take over the tribe and they agreed to help the uh, the corridor survive this, but they've got to leave afterwards. That's a whole other thing. Desolation Zune has moment when he's looking at her, like he has moments of reflection in his dying moments of like maybe it was a bit too harsh on the rat skins, especially when you compare them to the muties. You know, like this this frothing at the mouth fanatic in his dying moments. He's having not necessarily doubts, but perhaps regrets. But uh, his general attitude is pretty badass. You know, he's he's a proper full blown fanatic. It's just. He's on his dying days and he's looking back at his life. You know, he's, he's thinking about how he left the Underhive and saw the sky as he was, you know, bringing fire and sword to the heathens outside in the ashways. and stuff like that. It's too good, you know. It's too good. Uh, if, you, if you're like Mad Max, you'll like this book, basically. And, yeah, uh, so we, we get to have some fun with him and some other Redemptionist characters and uh, some other Corridor characters as well. Again, I'm not going to delve massively into this, Jesus Christ, I've been ranting for 20 minutes. Okay, just to wrap this up, it's a really fun story. And if you're after a really fun story, one there isn't like, you know, it's not like the heresy. It's not like overly serious. It's it's serious enough, but still fun, if you get me. Kind of like Lucas the Trickster, but again, another Josh Reynolds book. And I think that's what we're going to miss from Black Library now with Josh Reynolds. We're not going to get these fun experiences that we're used to. I think things are going to get a little bit too serious, which is... Which is fine, but you need a balance. You need some some wit, some humour. Uh, this book, some of the most important stuff is talking about uh, the muties, their situation. It also looked like if it was going to continue, it definitely would have gone down the track of us having more time with Cal Jericho and his mother and this uh, Nemo character who's the sort of grandmaster spy who's tracking Cal Jericho using a, a cyber mastiff that Cal Jericho now has but he's actually been hacked by Nemo and he's recording everything Cal Jericho does. It's like a giant robot dog. Uh, so there's fun with that. It's called Wotan as well, which is funny. But, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just a really fun book. And the characters are all fun and interested. They do cool stuff. There's jokes. The, human in- the, the interactions between them 
are very human. It doesn't feel stunted or stilted or whatever you want to say, except for the the squat, obviously, he's stunted. But it's just sort of, it's just a fun experience all round. And I'm sorry if this has just been me rambling, because it literally has just been me rambling. I haven't edited any of this out, I'm just recording it. This is what you're getting, sorry. It's not a full review, it's just me talking about how much I enjoyed this book. It's really fun. So if you want it, I definitely recommend going and picking it up. I believe it's on audio, uh, so you can get it wherever, you know, Audible or whatever. If you use Audible, use my link, uh, etc. But, um, yeah, I, I recommend it. I found it a really fun, fun book, and it's exactly what I needed, especially especially at the moment. Uh, and I've been reading a lot of very serious stuff recently, so this was a nice palate cleanser. Reminding me that, uh, you know, you have to laugh about stuff. <laughs> and this did it quite successfully. Uh, it's it's very interesting, very fun. It's fairly long as well. Again, with the audiobook, I don't know the quality of the audiobook, so, you know, buyer beware. Uh, but it, in terms of the story itself, the book itself, it is quality. And it's just a shame that we're not going to see Josh Reynolds' vision of Cal Jericho continue. Uh, because, obviously, he was setting stuff up at the end of this for... Gene Steeler stuff, stuff with his mom. Cal Jericho's mom's an inquisitor. She banged the imperial governor um, in a way that hasn't fully been explained and is briefly covered in this. <laughs> she just banged the imperial governor and had uh, Cal Jericho. Uh, that, that's, I mean, it's weird. Um, oh, there was one thing where Bertram, I mean, one of the best insults was Bertram calls uh, Cal Jericho um, a waste of a waste of aristocratic genetics. <laughs> Which I find is like... It's such a cool insult, you know, to live in that world where you pull that out <laughs> as an insult. <laughs> oh, and Cal Jericho's fighting this mutie, and he's got giant eyes, and the, the guy's about to, like, bring an axe down, I think, on Cal Jericho's head. And Cal Jericho just looks at him and says, what big eyes you've got. And, then, and the guy hesitates for a minute, and Cal Jericho stabs him in the... Oh, it's, it's, it's just full of little moments like that. It's too fun. Uh, there is one ridiculous moment, but I won't, I won't spoil that for you just in case you do read it. But uh, it's on the uh, on the barge. You'll know when it comes. It's just like, ah, oh, come on. This is too much. Come on. But uh, he, they, he reigns it in a lot after that. Anyway, go and get this book. Here's my link below if you're interested in picking it up. I do recommend doing it. Thank you to everybody supporting the channel. Um, if you've never, if you if you're a recent comer to the channel, I haven't done any reviews in a couple of. Um, in about two or three months, so you might not realise that I do do these kind of reviews. I usually do them a bit more detailed than this. I usually write out a script and don't just sit there um, talking like a madman about a book I enjoyed. But I occasionally do just do this as well, because it's easier. <laughs> All right, definitely recommend it, Cal Jericho. Definitely recommend the, uh, the Cal Jericho series before this as well. Uh, they're fairly old now. I don't know if you can pick them up. Uh, you can probably get ebook versions of them or get old copies of them off Amazon and, or whatever or eBay. But uh, I do recommend them. Cal Jericho is one of the funniest characters and he had a whole comic strip as well, if you don't know, uh, which was one of the better comic strips from that, that whole era of Warhammer Monthly, their uh, in-house comic book. Uh, it was really cool and really well put together and really good. But um, yeah, I'm just ranting now. I really enjoyed this book. It was fun and fun is good. And uh, and it was awesome. There was lots of awesome, cool stuff in it. <laughs> That's all I want from Warhammer. That's all I want from Warhammer. I just want cool shit and awesome stuff. That's all I want, you know. That's all I want. Um, oh yeah, there's a nice little. There's a nice little. Uh, the blossomings of feelings, of actual feelings between Yolanda and... Uh, which is fun, you know. That's that's interesting as well. That's it's nice how these two characters are starting to bond in a in a in a bigger way. Um, oh God, 
I'm going to stop now. Get the book. You'll enjoy it. See you later. Bye-bye.